and welcome to another episode of the Pop Collectors Alliance podcast, episode 123, Talking That Smish. I'm your host, Rick, as always, joined by my co-bearded co-host, Captain Stronger, Mr. Piper. A lot has happened in the past week. I have a new human being uh, that I'm responsible for, and that has led to no sleep and uh, no life, but definitely a uh, welcome addition to the family. But it's it's hard when you're almost 38 and you're starting over that process. Uh, I can't even imagine, honestly, like, <laughs> like that's, it's so crazy, dude. I don't, you know, you forget a lot. So those of you who don't know, I have twin boys that are almost 16 now. <laughs> and then I decided to be smart and say, Oh, let's start over and have a baby. But it's, it's been an eye opener, yeah. a rewarding experience, but you you see the differences in the that period of time of over a decade of being a parent and you're just like oh wow i mean i have a lot more patience than what i did back then so babies crying and things like that doesn't bother me but it's just an eye opener you forget you forget a lot of stuff like i was like oh how do i do that again and then i find myself you know when i when my I had my kids and they were first born uh, 15 years ago, I was always like going over the crib and like feeling like they're breathing, they're breathing, they're breathing. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Now you're just I'm like, still yeah, doing whatever. that. No, you're not. You're no, just I'm like, still yeah, doing it. That's it's fine. It's fine. It's it's been crazy, but uh, yeah, that's why we missed week last week's episode. This week, we're back. Uh, we're gonna you know wing the podcast. I'll be open and honest, but I do have topics to talk about. That's why we talk about talking that schmish, but we're professionals here. And are we, uh, are lots we of professionals? <laughs> Some would when did say this some occur? not. When did this change? When did when, when, when did we, we become, become professionals? When do we get our certificate? Because I have not what received is, mine in the mail yet. What is that rule? It's like you need ten thousand hours to be a professional in anything. Yeah, we've got at least ten thousand hours in Funko Man. At least, I mean, you alone in the past two years. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. Like, well, I if that's the case, then I I missed a few classes because I definitely don't feel like I am an expert on anything. I think the way that things have changed too, and a couple of topics that we'll talk about in this episode, one, we'll start out with some NFT talk and some banter. Uh, two, I want to talk about the board games. And then I thought it would be fun to rehash some of the lines because we've been talking about the Funko lines that were failures. So I just wanted to rehash a couple of Funko lines that were, you know, hits and things that have, you know, been misses because of all the things that's been in the news. And we kind of lightly touched on them from episode to episode. but. Uh, to your point of what you just said, the marketplace has changed tremendously. And some of the areas that over the past weekend, because we both had listeners of the podcast and friends of ours going to conventions and conventions have been like the new thing this year. And one of the things that I saw started to notice in the collector's world was autographs, autograph pops and how popular they've become. Dude, I can't tell you how many people come into the store and be like, hey, I want to trade in this autograph of XYZ person from this anime. I'm like, bro, they live down the street. I could just, <laughs> we could just go knock on their door and be like, hey, you want to sign this for me real quick? It's, it's, it's kind of crazy how, how many people, and, and talking about conventions, like, uh, there is, like if you want to do anything you now it's it's getting to the point where like even these small local conventions that we I say small I mean like smaller for compared to like New York or something like that but like 
it's getting to the point where it's like New York Comic Con, and and you have to Friday you go and you check everything out. Saturday you spend all day standing in lines trying to get autographs from everybody that you like, and then on Sunday is the only day you get to actually experience anything and buy stuff. Yeah, it's almost like a theme park. That's that, that was crazy. It's like Disney me. World. It's the worst well, here's Disney where, World he, ever. <laughs> yeah, like no reward and no, you, like no waste ride. All your you fun. know the only the only ride is stand here and then your legs hurt and then you get to talk awkwardly to a man for five minutes and then he writes his name on your toy and then you go do it again to another man or woman. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I was gonna say is that. Two unique things, right? So you're waiting in line a roller coaster to theme park. You're literally waiting sometimes for an hour, half, two hours. You get a three-minute thrill ride. That. I would not do that. <laughs> but you get that three-minute thrill ride. That's that conversation, uncomfortable yeah. conversation. Uh, and then you get something and you're like, done. You got to go wait into a, another line for another roller coaster. However, comma, one of the things that I did see in conventions now is they're offering fast passes. They're VIP passes that let you bypass the line. Yeah, exactly. Unless Unless you're a special person, and then they just let you skip the line no matter what. Yeah, and that's the, the crazy, wink, wink. The crazy thing <laughs> about, <laughs> about all of that is that it's just turning into, it's become so popular. And anime in general, and I would say anime is still strong in Funko and other collectibles, right? But these getting autographs on any collectibles have just become so popular that, like we just said, smaller conventions conventions that hold like five or ten thousand people if they've got two or three notable voice actors that come over and especially for us in texas where you have it used to be funimation but Crunchyroll, i guess is headquartered now in flower mound where they they do all of the the dubbed episodes of anime in english all those voice actors tend to live in this area so you'll see them at comic book stores you'll see them at collectible stores You'll see them at small conventions all over the place and they draw crowds. It's, it's kind of, yeah. If people don't realize like where we're situated, right? Um, so Crunchyroll studios is like 30 minutes from us, but then where all the voice actors, most of them live in South Lake or, uh, North Richland Hills or like in that general area. So it's like, if there's a convention, you could just swing by and you're, you're going to see somebody. And, but chances are, if you know the people are, and you know, the areas you could just see them at a Kroger or at the Walmart like going to buy groceries. You don't even need to go to a convention to see it. I mean, don't go up and talk to them because that's rude. But like, if you want to just like visually see these people, they're up here. So come visit us. You can probably find one of them in the, in public. What we need to do is hack the crunchy roll database to oh, get yeah. their addresses. And then in quick. Halloween. Hmm? Yeah. Halloween, we just trick reverse trick or treat. We, we just bring pops with us to the door and say, "Hey, trick or treat! I don't need candy. Just sign this pop." I know Chris Sabat's in there. Tell him to come to the door. <laughs> He's like cowering behind the a trash can somewhere. This All is these third time tonight. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness! But yeah, one interesting observation this week. I know a lot of our listeners like autograph pops, and it's. You know, not only just the anime world, it's a sports world, producer Brandon and all the autographs he has. Oh my God. And it's just ridiculous. Oh man. I don't, that guy, I wish I had just his wrestling stuff. I want it. Like there's so many, there's a bunch of dead people in there. He got, oh, makes me, makes me sick. I want them. A bunch of dead people's autographs. Like he just used their hand. Their yeah. They were like, they were it. after they died. He. He just ran over and then he had them scribble on a paper. 
<laughs> I know he did. Just, I saw him do it. Oh my goodness. But the, the, the interesting world in that regard. And just, you know, if you guys are into that, let us know. I mean, I, we, like Piper said, we get things in the store all the time. I see people on Facebook all the time trying to sell or trade. It's in the marketplace on whatnot when they were doing live auctions. It's another thing that maybe we can touch on a little bit too is the grading of pops. So we're talking about the Ooh. ecosystem of collectible. We had talked about this early on. Now we know that PSA and a couple other grading companies got in some murky water with authenticating fake pops or just authenticating signatures on that. It, it's kind of almost like, I think it was the scream pop and maybe it was Matthew Lillard that had signed it or somebody that yeah, Ghostface. Yeah. And it was a fake pop, but a real signature. But when it comes in a package like that, you can see how that could be misconstrued as being, oh, well, it's authentic. It's, it's in a PSA wrapper in uh, case. So I, I don't know. I was looking at it on whatnot. I, I really went in there to look at auctions and just sort of see the landscape of where auctions were. And one of the crazy things is that even in that realm, they're selling graded pops now, which you can get a quick turn on. And I do think there is some sort of extrinsic value. I don't think it's on the damaged end because I don't think that they value or collectors value the true, and we've talked about this, what pop price guide is versus what like a nine or a 10 is. Because I did see people in there saying, oh, it's a seven, five, it's an eight. This is almost near mint. Well, in my, in my opinion, I'm not going to pay top dollar for an eight. I'll pay a top dollar for a nine, five or a 10 but I'm not going to pay top dollar for like an eight or a seven, five, unless it's a 2013, you know, San Diego comic-con 480 piece or something like that. I don't know. And then that's the other thing that's kind of like, I don't know what that, what that established value is of these like graded pieces. And this is why I'm very opposed to, and, and I've kind of, I've always kind of stood by this and, and I've gotten on the train like I, I can, I understand the grading stuff when it comes to things that are easily maintainable, trading cards, sports cards, comic books, magazines, you know, all that stuff like that totally makes sense. Grading. Like I've, I've made that shift and I have accepted that and I totally understand it. But like with something that's like, like pops or even like, you know, uh, retro video games, retro video games are, are worse, way, way worse than, than pops are. But it's like, you have something it's like you were never going to have a perfect item because you have a three-dimensional piece you have a three-dimensional item that has to ship to you there is no way that you are going to achieve a high value and then even if you do though like how does that affect the how does that affect the market on those because it's like okay ppg like is P PPG like, are you saying that like, if you have a 10, then that's the top of PPG value or does it need to exceed what pop price guide is saying? So pop price guide is only for raw. And then so there's so many things here that like are it's, it's, it's a new, it's a new frontier and I don't think anybody has it figured out. And I think it's just like, it's a such a weird space to even like be in. So I'm just, me personally, I totally am avoiding that. I don't I don't really care about graded pops or anything like that. It's just it's a big turnoff for me. I think there's a lot of subjectivity into it. And yeah. I do think I do agree with you. I think that it's too 
uh, what do we say? I, I, I don't think graders, I, I showed you that article that Beckett had posted, or is it CGS where they were looking for graders for Funko? That oh, tells CGC. you, right? CGC, there you go. Yeah. They were looking for graders for Funko. And the thing is, is that it's so subjective, right? What I think is a 10 and what you think is a 10, we're probably closer than most. Yeah. But in, in other regards, like if you just take a collector off the street, what they're going to say is a 10 is going to be different from what we say. I mean, and, and there's a, a sort of a range, a bell curve almost, for lack of better terms, that says you need a repository that you have a, a large number, like for Pokemon cards, if you have 10,000 cards that have been graded, you know that X amount fall within the category. So you can sort of discern, okay, something's not going to be perfect. And, but I can still rate it a 10 because it's so much better than everything else we've graded. And yeah. in that case here with pop, you just don't have it. There's just not enough data to correlate what is a 10 versus a seven. Because if I've got Sully from 2013 or whenever it was that pop or a Bane pop, and there's been so many in the system that have been graded eight, nine, 10. And how do you discern what a 10 is? But I do think that there is some value in it per se, like high dollar collectibles. So if I have a 96 piece Freddie Funko, Jamie Lannister, and I want to get that graded just to keep it in a safe spot that I know is in case it's not going to fall out. I don't have to buy a pot protector that isn't sealed. I think it gives you that, but it also says, okay, well, this is an old piece and it's in great condition and you want to separate it from others. That's maybe an opportunity for this area because there's so many limited pieces and you can can kind of place where those are. Um, but I, again, I'm not really going to send any of my pops for grading right now. No. And I, I can get behind that. Like I have a few pops in my collection that are like, I don't ever want them to get damaged. Like they're, they're important pieces. Like I have a, I have a Wolverine that's signed by Stan Lee. And then I have like my Freddy is sting. Like those are probably my two prized pieces. Right. And I can get the encapsulation aspect of it. But in that case, just encapsulate my pop. I don't really care about like you telling me what the condition is because it kind of, like you said, there is no benchmark for this. Like it's such a subjective thing. There is no, there's no data to really back up one. What's the value of these things? And two, what's the, what do these conditions actually mean other than you telling me a 7.5 is near mint? Like, you look at things like comic books and trading cards, right? Those are the two easy things because you can easily establish those standards, right? Okay. I can take a ruler and I can measure and see how off my print is. I can see how good the cuts are on a card with comic books. I can see, okay, are the pages yellowed? How, what do the staples look like? Is it creasing this stuff? There's so many other aspects that kind of go into, like I said, cause it's a three dimensional item versus like a, really a two-dimensional like you know comic books and and trading cards and stuff like that it's a flat thing right so it's easy to say like oh okay i can identify all this damage there's like so much stuff that goes into this and then you have the the fact that funko like let's say you had a perfect box and what, what is this this really just equates to like how good is the box i have it's not necessarily how good is the pop? Because look at funko okay let's say you had an absolutely perfect box right I got a, I don't know. Let's, uh, Freddie. I'm Funko. looking, let's use the Tony Stark that I just showed you tonight. Okay. The paint job on that pop is not going to be good. No. So does that mean immediately 
So what is yours a twenty? Is yours a 2012 or 2013 SDCC Tony Stark? That's a 2013 unmasked okay. Tony Stark. So 2013. Okay, let's say that box, you have no scuffing on it. There's no shelf, which I know that's not the case. It's going to, but like, let's say magically you have one that there's no shelf wear on it. The, the, the window's perfect. Sticker placement's perfect. No dings, anything. But that paint job sucks because Funko has, well, still, they don't really have a whole lot of quality control. But back then, like, it looked like they were just throwing paint on it and trying to get it out the door. So it's like, okay, does that mean immediately you're the highest you're going to get is an eight? Like there, there, there's, this is, this is such a slippery slope because it, you're, it's, I guess, I mean, there's a big difference between a, a printed piece and then a, a physical like toy. It's, it's so weird, man. Like I don't, I don't get it. And, and Funko doesn't, it doesn't bother me so much with Funko stuff, more like thinking about other, like just things like that. Like I, like I mentioned, like retro games, like it, it drives me crazy. It's like, okay, a pop, it's supposed to sit on your shelf. You're talking about like a retro game or something like that. You're like, this is meant to be played. This is a game here. You need to play this game. But instead you lock it up in a jail and you stick it on your shelf and you say, look, look at that $8,000 copy of Mario three for NES. I have Uh, it's my favorite game ever. Can't play it, but look at it. Look at it on the shelf. It looks good. (laughs) Don't don't breathe too hard. (laughs) It ain't getting dirty. Uh, But yeah, no, I agree from all aspects. I think that to sum it all up from, from my perspective, I think that there's work to be done. PSA has attempted to put what their grading system is on their website. So you can go there and look at it. I, I don't I think believe it's a it. Little, it's a little loose. I think Beckett. <laughs> a little fast it, and loose. Yeah, that's how it is. I think Beckett in general, the way that they grade cards, I've always preferred Beckett in that regard because they kind of tell you like corners are this, edges are this centering is that you know what i mean in surfaces well you so can you get have, that with all the others you just have to pay to see it which is i think is ridiculous and it's in its own right that's all we can do yeah a whole, that's what i'm saying like you can but beckett automatically does it right that's that's can you, their standard. you can you not opt out of subgrades on beckett stuff you can which okay. is pointless <laughs> i mean i whenever i get like pokemon cards graded i'm just like you know what i don't care whether you know i get a nine five i got a nine five on it but. Well, I mean, I look at it like this in the Beckett realm, there's the pristine, right? Which is the black label. That's the 10, 10, 10, 10. Yeah. But then you can get a nine, five with two tens and two nine fives. You can get three tens and one nine five. I've gotten that on a card before. Yep. And it's a, it, even though it's a nine, five gold label, it's a little more valuable say than that because people have an opportunity to say, okay, well maybe I can PSA 10 this. You know what I mean? Which so there's, I, oh my God, I, this, you're about to set me off on this, okay? Because they're oh 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 those people these people. I'm not I don't, I'm not even gonna go down the road. Uh, that we'll say that uh, we got a whole. I can do a whole show about that. But well, uh, I know that I know what you're gonna go down. People that bring things in, they get it graded. It's not the grade they want. And they want it regraded, or they want to send it somewhere else. Okay, I'm just gonna put this out there. So I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a, a subreddit. A member of that is a Pokemon group and. The only thing people post all day long is, should I get this graded? I got a nine five. Do you think I can crack it and send it to PSA for a 10? And do you think this is worth holding or should I open it? 
it's like people don't have a brain. Like they can't make decisions on their own and it drives me crazy. And I, and for some reason, I guess I can't just leave. I just can't leave the, the subreddit. I stay there and I lament in my anguish. It just doesn't. Oh, oh gosh. And yes, yes, exactly. I mean, I get people do the same thing. Like I've had people come in, they'll get something graded. Like for instance, I got, I had somebody bring in, it was a, I don't remember what it was. This is a tag team GX card, right? So it's an older one from like Sun and Moon. And most of those cards are pretty valuable. This one was like so-so. But they got a 4.5 on it. And they asked me, they straight face, like they were 100% serious, dude. They looked at me and they're like, do you think, because we, we do CGC in the store. Because yeah. I think CGC, their tenure that they have with comic books and the how strict they are in grading, I prefer them. Like if, if I was going to send something ultra crazy expensive, I'd go Beckett. But like everything else, I, I do CGC because, you know, whatever. But I had somebody look at me dead in the eye. They were so serious. They said, do you think if I crack this, I could send it to Beckett and get a nine or a nine five? Not going to happen. I was, oh my, I was, uh, I had You're to hide. Steaming. I had to hide the steam. I had to cover my ears. I was like, no, dude, sorry. I don't think that's going to be a thing. And if it is, there's a problem there. And I think that that kind of sets it, uh, that, that sets up a problem at, with PSA in general is the fact that people can get a nine or a nine five through, through Beckett or CGC or, you know, whoever else, but then PSA is going to give you a 10. Yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, you want a 10, but you shouldn't get that 10. Your card obviously doesn't deserve that 10. If any of the other grading companies are only going to give you like an eight, five or a nine. Well, and I've even resubmitted to Beckett. I remember uh, back in the day before everything got out of control and you couldn't get a card back for a year. I submitted to Beckett and I got a nine, but it was, was that on your side? It was borderline. Yeah. And I just resubmitted it and said, Hey, can you have someone else look at it? And then I (laughs) nine fived it. And that's the thing is that it, that's why the subjectivity is there, right? They have people that grade more strict than others, other grade loose. But I, in this case, I thought they dinged me on centering and I was like, the centering's not that bad. And you can see it. And then they went back there and changed it. So again, lots of subjectivity in this. Let us know what you think at Pop Alliance Pod on Twitter and Instagram. PopCollectorsAlliance.com. Go to our website. Hey, you can sign up for our newsletter. You can communicate with us there. Info at PopCollectorsAlliance.com. Facebook.com slash PopCollectorsAlliance. Blah, 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 blah. All those. Reach out to us. Be part of our community on Facebook. Search for Pop Collectors Alliance there. Join the community. Be part of the conversation today. I just want to feel like how our audience feels about pop grading. Let us know what you think. Hit us up anytime. Uh, you can call me on my personal cell, which is, uh, no, I'm not going to give that out, but I'll put it up on the screen, <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you think about grading. So I think that was a good down the rabbit hole to start out with, but I, I kind of wanted to shift. I know we talked a lot about NFTs. We haven't gotten a new release on the table yet, which is kind of weird because it has been right at that three week mark from the April fools almost. So I'm wondering when they're going to announce something. We uh, uh we could uh, actually we, well we can like share our, our good news about the April Fools ones. What our opening? Yeah, we cuz well, Yeah, that's we where even, I was going. We did it for we did it for patrons. So if you if you were a patron, you had the chance to sit down and we opened up a lot of packs. We we too many, I think. <laughs> Between you and I. We, yeah, I couldn't stop. We op- I still have two. I'm sitting on two packs still. Premiums? Yeah, two premium packs. I know. I was like, you know how oh. much they're selling for now, right? 
Uh, last time I looked, it was like $74. Yeah, $84 now. Man, I might need to sell them. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. $180, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I've got more news in addition to that, but we did open them for patrons. Uh, we we got kind of crazy and loose on that. I'll use that word again. It was, uh, you you start opening, and I'm just like, I ain't holding on to any of this. I was told Piper before, I was like, I'm going to hold on to two. I'm just going to hold on to two. That didn't work. So, so I, I was lucky What's your enough, count right now? I only got one hit in there, and I, I pulled the egg, so which I'm, I'm fine with that, but I have enough cards. I'll be able to get the Freddy, the, the baby Freddy, the royalty. Yeah. I'll be able to get that. That's all I cared about, honestly. I mean, the other Freddy would have been really nice, the Grail Freddy, but I was only able to get the egg. And So I are think, you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. So, we all, so people on the podcast, if you don't know, we have like internal agreements. Like if I get a grail or Piper gets an extra grail, we sell it to each other for like the value of the pack that we purchased. So I went back in because I'm a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No, did you really? Yeah. So you ready oh. for my, are you ready for my counts? Hold on. How many, but let me first say, how many more packs did you buy? Well, I, I stopped buying when they got above uh, $50. How so, many more packs did you buy? How many more packs did I buy? I After the ones that you A did. total of. A total of nine more packs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but are you ready for this? How many did you get? None, right? So my setting right now, I have five complete royalty sets. What? I'm not lying. I have two legendary eggs. Okay. And I have three grails. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. And you know where I got my grails at? S- uh, standard packs? Standard packs. Always. I, it always, it always works it that It was back to back opening. It was yeah. back, like I opened one pack, I bought two, because they got too expensive, and I'm just like, I'm just going to buy standard packs. I think they were still around $24 at the time I bought those, because I'm not buying nine premium packs for $50 and spending $450 on it. I mean, I yeah. think I still made ahead, and I, I'm one more um, epic set away from my sixth uh, royalty set. That's so, too funny, dude. And the, But those Freddies are going to be worth, they're going to be worth a, a pretty little penny. I think if you do the math, right? on where the Freddy's lie. Spider-Man Freddy Funko from Fun Days last year. Oh my god. It's selling for like $350 right now and it's 4,000 pieces. It was higher than that a few weeks. It went up to like four something. It was like four. It might be, yeah, it might be higher. But that's and then if you look at this, this is not a character. So I'm not saying this is a character that people are going to love and it's going to be worth so much money. But I do think it's going to be you know, at least initially around four or 500 bucks. That's my opinion. It's not selling for that right now, but I do think that once it gets out there and everybody sells it and it kind of stays with collectors for a while and the supply is lower, it'll be fine. So yeah, that's my update on my, um, April fool's Freddy. Cause I, I was like, (laughs) I gotta get more. adventure. Yeah. So you do have a Freddy grail. Uh, unless you decide to open your packs and find one in there, but uh, I, you know, it's kind of like I, I want to, but at the same time, I know I shouldn't. Yeah, I, I think they've collected now. They've collected eight sixty eight out of nine ninety nine, so there are chances left in there, and there weren't a ton of packs. Uh, but I, I did want to talk a little bit about going down. So we had really great results out of the Freddy opening, and it was a fun time. Like as an opening, I'm with people watching. So that was really cool to do that. And, uh, you know, I hope that we can do that in the future. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly that we're going to plan on doing more of those when the NFT drops happen. I do think um, 
I was going through things as series were ending and the redeemable time was, you know, redemptions were closing. I, I did go in and get some matrix stuff, but I was looking at elf and teen Titans go and Nickelodeon sets where you have the legendaries. And I think they're just, just buying the cards and not the coins right now. I think you can buy the elf coins and redeem them right away. Cause I just put my redemptions in today before the podcast, but these items like the professor membrane, that's a invader Zim pop. And I think on the marketplace right now, these things, just the cards alone, just for this legendary is selling for like 40 bucks. And I think it's at least double that when it gets out there, even more enticing are some of the, the elf pops. I'm not going to say they're going to sell for the most, but their uh, legendaries are selling for 26, $24. I mean, it's, it's a limited run. I I don't know why you wouldn't get it. Yeah, I think it's safe to say those are at least $60 pops when they come out because the Kellogg's ones, right? The Kellogg's ones were probably the most underwhelming NFT release they've done so far because it was just the most like a weirdest, like asinine character. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, here's baby version of all these these uh, Kellogg's characters you didn't even know existed. Enjoy. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's like one of them. There's like the Kellogg's and I didn't know these things had names, like except for like Sugar Pop Pete. I know his name's on the cereal. But like the Cornelius, the cornflake crow or, uh, yeah, whatever the other ones was, uh, sugar smacks, Frank, um, but anyway, sugar smacks McGee. Yeah. Yeah. So, but those, those, even those pops are like selling for between like 50 and $65. So the elf ones, it's, it's actually a established product or IP that people are going to be into. It seems like it's, it's a a given you should probably get these even if you just get them to trade or sell them so you can buy something cool like kind of what we've always preached about just like hey get it get it yeah i don't think the cereals ones were terrible i mean you had the freddy which was the frog from uh the diggum freddy is diggum yep and then you had uh what you said before sugar pops pete and then cornelius the kellogg's cornflakes rooster yeah. and then coco the monkey but the grail was tony the tiger and you know the history of funko and tony the tiger but this is tony the yeah. tiger jr you know which is like is tony there the actually a tony... getting wild out in the jungle jungle <laughs> there, out there is, is there actually like is that a made-up character or is there like a tony the tiger jr cereal i don't know i don't i mean i'm sure it's out there if it's a mascot so i feel like that's i'm sure they probably funko. did some like special edition or something from like 1991 we're like hey what can we do okay no i need to look it up now because i and it's gonna bother me but back to what i was saying while you're looking that up it's house of dragons right now if you're going in and you're trying to you want to get entry level redeemables and let's just say you want to break into the market and get your wallet and set everything up look at our episodes like 109 through 112 and figure it out it's still pretty much the same evergreen content there even baby daddy sir Kristen cole is selling for like $38, $37. That's got to be a $60 to $80 pop. Even that small return, you're not paying for shipping anything. You just got to wait. That's it. It's not a bad idea to check these things out early. I mean, I'm looking in the marketplace now and it's prices have dropped in like elf packs towards the end, the premium packs, even those were like $24 at one point. 
it's just incredible how you, how cheap you can get some of these. And even the grails, like Rocco, uh, I don't know what that's going to sell for, but sometimes those dip like this 125 for a grail. That's a thousand piece. Do I think, I think it's about a $200 pop, right? It may increase in value or not, but popular character. Uh, it's not that he's unknown. A thousand pieces, 125.17 right now. I just want to tell people if you're in NFTs and you don't want to spend a lot of money trying to chase grails on packs, um, maybe you go on and consider looking into it and setting up your account. And like I said, go to episodes 109 through 112, figure out how to do it, but just purchase some of these items and wait for them to redeem. You're, you're basically printing money. So what, what's uh, Tony Tiger Jr.? There is a Tony the Tiger Jr. Okay. He had his own cereal. Oh, really? It is, sounds absolutely Disgusting. horrifying. Kellogg's Frosted Rice. So it's like Rice Krispie. It's like Rice Krispies, but with frosting on. <laughs> like yeah, so it's, it's like, <laughs> like the cereal version of a Rice Krispie treat or it's something. It's a bastard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically a Rice Krispie treat. But then it, it came and it looks like it's old. Like it probably came out in like the, what, maybe 60s, 70s. Probably. Oh, wow. 70s. It's old though. It's, it's not a. Nope. I don't know. I don't know when. Yeah. And the Hanna-Barbera packs right now. Yeah. It was a totally bad investment. If you invested in it. I didn't. I told you, I told you don't buy them because nobody cares. 2320 for a premium pack right now. That's cheaper than if you would have bought it at the drop. Yeah. Way cheaper. Like $8 cheaper. If you include the taxes. What are the what are the actual redeemable NFTs selling for though? That's the real question. Uh, in the set, yeah. So the Grail right now, I'm gonna guess it's around ten dollars, twenty five bucks. <laughs> I'm gonna guess, but we're I'm going there. One hundred ten dollars and a ham sandwich. That's how much it is. One hundred and seventeen dollars. That's still too much money, man. Do you think? I don't know. Uh, Huckleberry Hound. Sometimes some of those rare ones that you can get somewhere. No. Now the other people, I don't think that you're going to get much out of them. Mighty Mitor and Birdman. Birdman, oh. maybe. Birdman Johnson, I'm here. Uh, I'm, I'm here to party. <laughs> but you have, I, I don't think it's worth it in that regard. So, and they produce a lot of packs that you would not typically see in a series like that. Dungeons and Dragons, if you go there, I'm just looking at legendaries live here. These things are, the demigorgon, right? Like uh, that redeemable right now, 38 bucks. I mean, these aren't unknown characters. I think there's some, some, something there for people. I don't have all of those, the displacer beast and the owl bear. That's, I just want the owl bear because it just reminds me of man bear pig. It's a man bear pig. I, I, w- I didn't buy any packs from that. I, I, I kind of wish I did. Well, you have a grail already. They're 39, 41. So they're in the $38 range. I mean, if you think about it, on average, I will say across the board, these, with the exception of a Freddy Funko set, like the Halloween sets, legendaries tend to sell from 80 to 150 bucks. And some go above that. But I would say the wide variety of that range normally falls within there. So I, I just wanted to tell everybody hey, that's something that you can consider when you're going to, you know, look at NFTs and look at opportunity for the future. I mean, I go on pop in stock and 
Look at all, how many people collect things. There's people in there buying. They have to be buying them. They'll have a set of owl bears, and it'll be they'll have like 29 of them. Oh, dude, there's yeah, there's no way they're not opening that many packs. They're not that lucky. Yeah, and they're just going in and buying them. And you think about it, like push it to scale, right? Let's say if I invest three hundred dollars in something that I can buy ten of them, they're around the thirty dollar range, and I sell them all for sixty. You just doubled your money. You got six hundred dollars in selling. I want six hundred dollars. And then you can reinvest that into more NFTs and continue the process or buy a pop that you want. And we've always talked about this in the episode is on episodes is that sometimes to get the things you want, you've got to come up with creative ways to do that. And that's one of the things that I want to bring up this week to consider. Again, I know we've talked about the NFT thing there. I just noticed the trend in that lower dollar values and they tend to spike up towards the end. So look where the deals are, look at auctions, different things in that, in the atomic hub where you have those opportunities to do it and buy those things uh, because they are there. You know what went up for sale the other day in one of the uh, one of the Facebook groups? What? Somebody posted up for sale a retro Freddy Iron Man and a retro Freddy Captain America. Oh, the thirty six inch ones. Yeah, I saw oh, those, dude. I, won't, <laughs> I would, if we could just buy those for the store and just have them there for pieces. It's a tax right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this like, is decoration. This is promotional materials. We we got to take this to every convention we go to. Well, that's how I feel about that. Um, I don't know how tall it is. I think it's 36 inches, but that Toys R Us display that I have, when I bring yeah. it, it's going to be a display. I mean, it's it's not in the greatest shape, but it's certainly I only paid 600 bucks for it. But well, those, it's, it's a it's Toys rare. R Us thing. Like you're ne- you, Those are hard to find. Yeah, and those 36-inch Freddies, I remember back in fun days, back in the day, they had them lined on the wall, and people were just grabbing them and taking them. Oh, it's kind of like me wanting to buy one of those five-foot-tall kid robot dunnies. All oh, those things, oh my gosh. You know, we can get them at wholesale. They're not that bad. Oh, okay. Well, we'll I, think it's only like, I think it's only like $2,000. Oh, there you go. <laughs> But it's like five feet tall. Like, how uh, cool would it be yeah. when we finally get like a bigger store? It could be like right there when you walk in, and like everybody that comes in, they can like doodle on it. Can I and get a we- five foot tall bear brick, please? Um, I can't even imagine how much something like that would cost, or like a cause, <laughs> like a life size cause. Oh my gosh! Yeah, You're sorry. Uh, neither of us. <laughs> we would. We would have to. You had to sell a couple of houses and all our cars. <laughs> you need LeBron James money to afford that. Oh man. Well, Brandon got, has a buddy that, uh, he's a ex athlete. I don't know his name, but he's told me many stories of this dude that he collects like ultra expensive, like, you know, designer toys. And like when you walk into his house, he has a cause right there. And it, he said, it's just like, it's insane. It's just, they're chilling. It's just, it's like a statue, man. I'm like, yeah, dude. I, I went in that. I've been on the hunt for some deals on old items that I want, like things I regret getting rid of. For example, the green Sour Patch Kid from Emerald City Comic Con. You know, things like $500 now. Which is it's so crazy. Or 500 man. bucks. It's a thousand pieces, but still, it's, it's like, I want that because I have all the thousand, other colors. There's a lot of thousand piece ones that are not like, like you're like, oh, this isn't going to be that much. And then now it's like, oh, wow, everything exploded. When did this happen? Yeah, it seems like a lot of the value is in those items right now, explosions, because I saw 
I forget what it was. It was, um, it's one of the more famous ones, like the 96 pieces, uh, old Freddy's I'm drawing a blank right now, but if I remember, I'll say it. And it was selling for like $35,000. And here I am. I wanted to buy the Jamie Lannister and I'm never going to afford it now unless I black market one of my kidneys. Right. Or like a Freddy is the night King. Oh yeah. It's just ridiculous. Those things are, I I've had all of these pops and it's just depressing. Sometimes I look back and see that my old grail walls and know that some of them were given away. I sold some of them and it was just like, Hey, I wanted like my biggest mistake in life is getting rid of like Arlia Vegeta for game of Thrones. And we've heard that. So I'm not going to beat that dead horse anymore, but you see, you know, kind of things that you wish you would have held on to. But, uh, you know, my collection, I wouldn't say it's it's a shell of its former self. <laughs> Let's just say that. I currently have, I have four pops that are on my, on my wish list. There's only four that exist currently that I'm just like, I'm on the hunt for and I have to have, okay? One of them being, e- easy one, Freddy Funko as Macho Man Randy Savage. That's easy. That's like 150 bucks. Okay. I just need to do it. I need to pull the trigger on that one. Then the next two are Freddy as Hulk Hogan and Freddy as the battle damaged Hulk Hogan. And then the last one is Freddy as Dr. Strange. Those are the, those are the ones that I like, I need to have. And I, I know that the Freddy as Dr. Strange is out of my grasp. I just, I can't bring myself to do that. How and much is that the, now? Oh man, like last time I looked, it was like close to 2000. Oh my gosh, man. It's just ridiculous how expensive those things have gotten. Um, but, but that's like can, one of those we can do, like, uh, we can put on our Twitch profile, like, you know, the yeah. Amazon wish list. We can just put our, just put a Freddy as Dr. Strange. So he's at right now he's at $1,810 as his PPG. Oh my gosh. It's just incredible where they've gone. So talking about Funko products. And sort of the value we wanted to, I wanted to have a little bit of fun tonight and talk about some of the old lines where Funko has tried and missed. And I was trying to name them on the a podcast or two ago, but uh, you know, I got a list here and I just want to go down the list oh, and, no. and, and just give just our initial reaction of just lines and where, where we thought they were. And then if I miss anything, certainly we can do it. So I'll start with some easy ones, vinyl, the two packs of vinyl. I think they're still making some of them, but you know, they're I almost love, like, like paper Mario is what I called them. I really like them. I know we have a few here in store. Like I have, and they're con stickered one. I have a con stickered wizard of Oz one. That's like $15 <laughs> because <laughs> nobody wants them. I personally like them and I have the Freddy one like that. I think that's the only one I have in my, in my collection. It's like the, the, the retro Freddy and then the, the spaceman vintage Freddy or whatever they are like the yeah. two pack. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have those, um, and I think they're maybe, oh, and then I also have the, the masters of the universal, not masters of the universe, uh, L- lion thundercats. There we go. Yeah, I can't t- t- thundercats. I don't know words, but yeah, I like them. I, I think they're very, they're very stylized and I think they're fun. And I, a lot of people come into the store and they see them. They're like, what are these? And I'm like, oh, it's an old Funko thing. They don't make it anymore. People get freaked out about it and then they don't buy it. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. They it depends on the line, but I do whatever license it is. I do think that they have made uh, successful ones there, and uh, so I, I'm in a full agreement with you. Five star collectibles. Remember the five star figure, five points of articulation. Garbage. Those were horrible. 
<laughs> did you you like them, didn't you? I just got the Harry Potter ones and I had the one Batman from Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, they did so very few of them. I think they only did like six or seven, right? Yeah, it was like uh, almost like they were directly competing. It wasn't a, a blind box with yeah, uh, the, what's it called? Loyal, loyal subjects. subjects. Yeah, so, yeah, I, so it's almost I, their I know competitive th- advantage is the blind boxes there, but Funko didn't go that way. They went with that smaller box. Yeah, I mean, so they they did the they did the Wizard Boys, and then they also they did um, Scott Pilgrim, Game of Thrones. I have the Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones, and then they did the Batman one, and I think those are the only ones they've done. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't know if they're even still. Sometimes they just release these, and they're like, oh, they're, <laughs> they're gone, like and they just show up. Uh, one of my favorite lines that no longer exists, but I wish that they would have. Uh, vinyl idols. Uh, you know what? I I never bought any because I I've seen them, but I never paid any attention to them. They look just weird and quirky. So I have uh, the dude. I have Jesus Jesus from that, uh, and I have Clockwork Orange Alex the Large of of uh the vinyl idols but i i used to have the ghostbusters you know all the ones that i had mm-hmm. but you know something uh, they they i think it says on the description funko acquired a very large evil corporation i guess that's what it was which was rebranded uh, as funko animation studios so maybe it's it was a colla- it says it was a collaboration with the uk studio a very large evil corporation but i think that you know things that are like that like Hikari, like they have, that's the next one. Final Idols was unique. Hikari was unique and they have sort of like niche collectors because, um, Hikari was, you know, the Japanese base figures. They did them in very limited runs, but I think they just stopped all of those altogether. They used to have like two packs of the smaller ones, uh, and then larger figures as well. But I, well, we I, asked we asked Sully about that, and he said that that was like Funko's like attempt to compete with, uh, like more designer toys, especially like it, they're done in like that Sofubi style. Like the that's what I'm saying, yeah, that's a, the Sofubi Japanese style, yeah. The hand painted, hand cast, like they're I mean they're awesome, they're really cool. I I only own a few, and of course, probably guess what they are. And mine's a Freddy Funko too. I have two Freddy Funkos. Yeah, I have one the the red and green one, and then I have another just a regular looking one. But they they have some really cool ones. Like the there's a lot of star. They did a lot of Star Wars in the that line that, and then like Deadpool. The de- one of the Deadpool ones is pretty pricey, and then the um, the Darth Vader one it's up there. It's like eighty five bucks still. But yeah, it's very it's it's super niche. Like it definitely applies to like one very small sect of collectors. But I dig them. I anytime I ever see them, like I, I always hunt for them. So if I can, and they're usually pretty cheap now. Like most of them are like twenty or thirty dollars. So like you can snag them for real, real, real cheap. So if you yeah. want to get some get some older things. That's a that's a good one to you can easily get a lot. Now the next one is Dorbs. Bro, you know how I feel about the Dorbs. I love the Dorbs. I, I, I like the large them. Dorbs. I, I really wish they would have capitalized more on the larger Dorbs figures. Uh, I didn't um, ever have a problem. I had very, and we still have some at the store, like Shaun of the Dead and things like that. Uh, that <laughs> Dude, were, I, have a whole, I have a whole shelf. I think there's like 40 of them. They're for $4 right now. 
and nobody <laughs> wants them, but they're still cool and they're cool. No, like they're great. They're great to put on your desk because they're smaller and like, and who cares if they fall off and break because you can just go get another one for $4. There you go. The replaceability is low. Uh, so yeah, yeah Dorb's there too. Um, another one, uh, the pop keychains they're still out there. I think that, um, I was never really into them because they try to do the bobbleheads with uh, Marvel and all that happens is the body falls off and you're left with a pop head. I I get a lot of people that ask for keychains. Like they come in and they're like, hey, what pop keychain do you have? I was like, none. Uh, you know what? No, I have like three of them and they're ones that people like come to trade in and they'll put them in their lot of stuff they want to trade in. They're like, okay. Like I had somebody the other day. They're like, oh, here's all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I give them a price. And they're like, well, what about for the keychain? I'm like, nothing. I'm not going to give you anything for this keychain. Like, how uh, you want a dollar? I will give you a dollar for it. But we get a lot of people that ask for them. But I think it's just because like people are like, oh, I like pops. I want to put a keychain on here. I don't think it's necessarily people collect them. It's more of like a people like they they identify with Funko. And so they want to add it on their their keychains just so they yeah, can have I mean, it. I have, I'm not going to judge. I have no, the I'm I have the Lego minifigures on keychain. Yeah, you I didn't say you were. I'm just saying like I'm not gonna yeah. tell people you're dumb. I think that I do the I do it, but I do with Lego minifigures. Uh, I have those are keychains cool. of those. Um let me see here. So we well, have it has signature games, but I don't really want to talk about Funko board games, even though they're they seem to be getting better with the board games. They're going more into a Pokemon hybrid uh, Funko verse type game. What what is that game they just came out with? The the Star Wars game that they just announced at a ce- the celebration. I I saw that. I didn't pay attention to it because you know I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Okay, so here's it's my called, take. I'll tell you real quick. It's called okay. um, Rivals Card Game. So they have booster packs and things along that. that okay. But they have figures that come with it as well. First of all, if you want a good a Star Wars like a board game that's kind of along those lines. Uh, there's a game called Shatterpoint uh, that just came out that is amazing. Uh, it's like there's like minifigures you paint, and then there's cards and there's dice and stuff. Very good. If you want a Star Wars game, I highly suggest that. Second, Funko. I, like I'm big board game like fanatic. I love board games. I, I read about them. I just, I, I love them. I love, I love board games. Anything trading card game, any kind of game I love. Collectible games are so much fun. Yeah. So Funko, they, I've given them a lot of flack for be, making terrible games, but I will say the only games that Funko's made that are bad are the Funkoverse games because it's just like one basic game mechanic and then they, they just rehash it across like, oh, here's one that's Marvel. Here's one that's DC. Here's Jaws. Here's blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Put those in, in a trash can away from you. Like, just push them aside. That's your direction. The other, yeah, the other games that Funko does are very good, but those I believe are in conjunction with another studio. It's like, they, but they're not. They don't look like Funko at all. Like they they have totally stepped aside from that. So there's like um, the Goonies and uh, Rearview Mirrors one that's really good. There's um, the Disney Haunted Mansion games. Like all those games are very good, but you would have no idea that they're a Funko game unless you flipped them over, looked on the back, and you saw the little Funko logo. If you want a great Funko game, get one of those. They are 
fantastic. Okay, the other ones are horrible. Like I don't, I, Funko is just trying to capitalize on their name and 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 you know pops. But once they kind of like figured out like, hey, we don't need that, and they actually put out really good board games. Like it, I can't suggest those enough. Yeah, and I think Funko the, with this rivals card game they're teaming up with another studio so it may be good you know i mean i I think they're learning lessons it's one thing you can fail so many times and then finally learn your lesson uh like like you said they're all their board games aren't bad um funko plush so these aren't they used to call them mopies uh, (laughs) i love those i love the mopies they have like a little beanbag butt and you can sit them anywhere but the plushes are are like i have a whole case of the rick and morty plushes that they have some of those can be worth money um, but again, they, they pick and choose how they want to put out plush. Now. I don't think it's gone, but I don't think it was a huge success for them. Uh, what about, what about vinyl sugar? That one. And, uh, was it rock candy? So the vinyl sugar were, if people don't know what that is, that was kind of like a predecessor to Dorbs. Like they came out like right around the same time that the Dorbs were released or right before but they were huge figures. They were like 12 inch figures and they had a very specific look to them and not this, not the typical Funko look. It was a very like animated style. And I think they only did like two or three of them, right? Yeah, they didn't. They did the the Lux ones after that. I think that they kind of turned that into that. They weren't the same. Yeah. Yeah. But they were along they did, the uh, same lines. Yeah. They did rocket raccoon. They did a mini Groot, like the Groot in the plat- potted plant, and then they did a full-size Groot. Was that called Sugar? Yeah, that was Vinyl Sugar. Oh, okay. I thought that was the one that was the Vinyl Deluxe. Well, I think they, they, they yeah, Maybe they it just was, mixed Super it. Deluxe. Yeah, Super it's Deluxe. It's Vinyl Sugar Super Deluxe is what they're called. Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's the line. Yeah, and those figures were good. Like, they had the green Batman. That was mm-hmm. really cool. I like that one a lot. The only place I ever saw those was at GameStop and they were always at the very top and they were way expensive, like way more than I would want to spend on one of those. And uh, especially like they were pricing them like they're like a designer toy, but there's just no, there's no like investment to them. Like it's not like they were going to like, like gain value or anything like that. So for me, like a lot, like, they were like $50, $60, $70, something like that. Yeah, and they did the Batman, the green goal and the dark one they released in the Funko shop. They only did 500 pieces of it. I mean, they so had... I didn't even know that. They had some crazy releases in that too. Um, uh, just going through uh, the rest as we close out. Hero World. I know you like the Hero World. I, just, I, I don't. I just bought the Harry Potter one. <laughs> just because it had Harry Potter, anything That's that... It. I did I not like it, it at all. No. It was uh, weird. That- that's kind of how I am with wrestling stuff, but uh, you know, I like that the the, uh, the Power Rangers ones looked cool, and I kind of wish Funko would have stuck with it a little bit longer to see what they could like do with it. It was just because a weird I, product line. A lot of their products cannibalize their other products. So you have Hero World, which is the size of a mystery mini, in a box where you can see everything, and you're kind of like directly competing with yourself. I mean, they were a little more detailed than the, but they're like, aren't they aluminum, right? Weren't they, they die cast? No, they, I don't, maybe they are shite. I don't even know. I'd have to go down and see it. They're (laughs) downstairs, but they, they, I think they might've been, I think, yeah, I don't know. I I do have one that I have like saved, but, um, it's, it's along the lines of, uh, 
the Harry Potter and I think Teen Titans go, but it got damaged. So I'll open it up and, and answer that question next week. Rock Candy, we didn't talk about. I mentioned it, but Rock Candy, that didn't last long. Yeah, they did a lot of Harry Potter stuff with that. It seems like Harry Potter is the test because they know, oh, people are going to buy Harry Potter. So let's just make all kinds of crazy stuff with it and see which ones people continue buying. They know and, there's schmucks out there like me that are going to uh, buy them. I don't know. Like, I don't dislike them. I don't know why I never like, I guess it's because like for me, they didn't do any, they didn't do any properties that I cared about. Like if they would have maybe done like some Marvel stuff or something like that, I may have, have I guess they did do a couple of Marvel ones. Like they did like Phoenix and then a couple others. But yeah, I don't know. So I just, I just didn't get into it at all. Yeah, it was, it was weird. And again, I only got the Harry Potter series, but I did buy those directly from Funko and kept the set for myself. But I think right. that those, um, it, it just goes to show that they were just throwing everything out there with the licenses they had while they could and whatever sticks. And I think from a what's good aspect, you have really the product lines. Mystery minis are still there and popular. Uh, people still, there's whole Facebook groups dedicated to the mystery minis. We already know they're bread and butter, the pop figures. I think that also soda's done well. Um, and it's just that gambling approach on that. And some of their board games are doing well too. I, I'm not going to say all of the board game stuff from Funko is terrible, but more along the lines, you said collaborations they did with other people. So they've had successful lines. I think Dorbs initially was successful, but it just didn't have the staying power because again, it's like, if I'm going to buy a Dorbs or a pop, what am I going to do? Spend four extra bucks to get a better figure. I'm going to do that. Right. Yeah. It seems like they were too similar. And they just, they just did not do well. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, something else that disappeared that I'm kind of shocked that they did not try to push this more. Well, one, I don't know why gold still exists. And I think that they need to shelf. They should have shelved that. Like they should have put out a couple of figures and then just be like, all right, people aren't buying these. We're done. So I'm shocked that that's still around, but I don't know. Somebody in Funko really likes that idea. But the other thing is like, do you remember when we were at Toy Fair? They Funko was pushing all these like Hasbro esque like toys. Like there was like the the Snapsies where you could build your own like unicorn friend, and then they had the the nose where you had to pick like the pick. You the wear the mask. Friend. I still have three. I have three of those downstairs. Okay, so Funk, did you ever see those like out anywhere? Because yeah, I, have, I bought them. No, but I did. I didn't know if you. I don't know if you got those for free when we were. At the Funko booth? No, I actually bought, you them, actually bought them from Funko Direct. Yes. Okay. So just to but, say, hey, I bought these. <laughs> I got these, but like I haven't, I've never seen them out in the wild. So I feel, I, I guess Funko abandoned all that stuff. Like 2020, they're just like, hey, this is just not not our thing. I guess I don't know. Yeah. If it, somebody knows, I would love to. But they had a they had a huge line of they had a huge lineup of things that were like so weird and like out there and it was it was cool to kind of see it but it was very like it it was totally stepping away from the collectible roots and more into just like mass produced like butt fart jokes for kids yeah there was that what was the other one that was at think geek and they had the the coin machine for them the paka pakas oh those still like you can still find those uh, I know GameStop still has the Paka Paka like Gachapon machines, and same with uh, there's a couple of stores around here that actually have them. 
I think those are cool. I, I like that. It that that whole aesthetic is really neat to me. Yeah. But it's like it's the mystery mini thing. Like I like it, but it I like the fact that they are they're unique like designs, they're unique things. It's not it's not a, a licensed thing. It's like their own thing. Yeah, I had the soda kittens and then the sushi one. And then they did I the think Booville. Reese designed yeah. yeah, I know that I know Reese designed all the Booville ones. I think he may have done the other ones on top of that. Like I have a couple of like the toilet ninjas, which is just like the best thing. Yeah. The glow in the dark. I pulled the chase on like the first one. So I was like, there okay, I'm done with this. I'm done. But yeah, there's a lot of them. There's like this, the, there, yeah, there's the soda cats. There's the soups. There's like a bunch of different soups. And then they've done like the Booville ones. And then, uh, there's some others. There's like some sushi ones and stuff. They're fun, man. I like stuff. I like weird, like just strange things like that. It's fun. Little, little knickknacky things, little knickknacky. And there's cool, like little desk things to put on your desk and the conversational pieces. When people come in, you can talk about it. Uh, You're I, like, Hey, why is there a ninja on a toilet? And be like, Hey, don't worry about it. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I, ain't got, uh, I am not trying to explain this to you right now, but let us know what you guys think. What are some of the lines, the little quirky Funko lines that you guys have liked and, and disliked over time? Uh, give us feedback at pop Alliance, pod, Twitter and Instagram. Info at popcollectorslines.com. Go to our website, popcollectorslines.com. Go to the store, PCA. What is that? I can't even remember. Dude, <laughs> I will give a disclaimer. If I sound tired on this episode, I am very tired and I can't remember anything. Not that I know. Ricky's been can. out for eight days straight. Yeah, PCAToys.com. Uh, there you go. And buy everything on the website and, and do that tomorrow. Give Piper a whole day of shipping work. Oh my gosh, I had to send out so many Pokemon cards today. Like I had to turn the I have to turn the printer off while we're recording because otherwise it would be going off like I guarantee you I'm gonna turn this thing on and it's gonna print out orders. Like there'll be like five or six orders. Like I think today I think I've shipped out nineteen orders of Pokemon cards. Yesterday I packed up like 15 it's, it's probably averages between like 15 to 20 orders which is a lot for us because it's like oh man and then some of the, and i gotta go and find everything and it's just like oh yeah so let's throw some pops in there as well i'm okay with that yeah just buy a little extra there and uh some action figures or whatever i don't care buy anything you want if you want to be part of a close-knit discussion go to patreon.com alliance select the tier that's right for you i'm slowly going into sleep while i'm sitting here but uh, certainly appreciate this episode. Uh, glad that we're sticking to it. Sorry for missing last week, but you know, humans are born and, and you don't get sleep and you're trying to take care of little babies in the hospital. So I do uh, appreciate your patience with that one week miss. And then uh, hopefully within the next week or two, we'll have a special guest on to talk a little bit about what's it like at Funko. Uh, I'm not going to go any further on that, but uh, hopefully we can have that discussion. So tune in next time to hear more of that. And we'll get back into the collector series and everything as a return to Fort Worth uh, permanently and never moving away from there ever again. You say that, but then no, it ain't you, happening. Your work's going to be like, Hey, guess what? Nope. I know you only been here for two weeks, but you're moving to Alaska. That ain't happening. Nope. I will quit my job. <laughs> like, and I, I don't will, work here anymore. <laughs> I'll build a lemonade stand outside of a QT or something. I don't know. We'll figure out. Yeah, something. Um, you know what we could do? We could start a vending machine business. Yeah. We could just put up vending machines, uh, peanut or, or those, uh, the Boston baked beans. We'll only put Boston baked beans in our vending machines. <laughs> what we need to do is make a vending machine that has Boston baked beans, uh-huh. uh, Vienna sausages, 
In a can or just yeah, loosely in, in, in the can? No, just one in a No, pack. it's just a, 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 like a, it's a big old container of just some red liquid <laughs> and Vienna sausages in there. Or, <laughs> or individual down, Ziploc bags. No, they're not a Ziploc bag, dude. You got to put your hand down there. You put your quarter in, you turn it, and it just comes out, and you get a sausage, a wet sausage <laughs> in your hand, and it's, it's good. It's, that's what I'm talking about. Creativity. That's the name of the game. But Dude, I'm just—I got all these. We got a Shark Tank that. Let's let's get them or the Dragon's Lair or whatever. We're gonna we're gonna get somebody on the horn. Like, look, we got this great idea. This Vienna sausage and Boston baked beans vending machine idea. Uh, we call it beanies, not so much weenies. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we go. Done. We're, we're, we need to register that. Get get the get the LLC going. Trademark it tomorrow. I did just now. There we go. All right, guys. Well, we enjoyed the episode this week. Uh, we'll be back next week, loud, proud, and on top of our game with hopefully a little more sleep on my part. But until next time, I'm Rick. I'm Piper. Good night. I think I forgot to hit record. I love you. Bye. That would have been terrible. <laughs> <laughs>